Welcome to the Howell Fit Perspective. This is your host, Cade Howell, and I want to say thank you for tuning in to improve yourself physically and mentally. Enjoy the show. So today's episode is a really good one. I think it's mostly good because I was wearing my blue light blocking glasses for the first time. And I just, I think I'm smarter when I'm wearing glasses. I don't know what it is. This sounds like an advertisement, but it's actually not. I just got a free pair of blue light blocking glasses from my neighbor. He works at a eye doctor, optometrist. Is it an optometrist office, I guess? I don't know. But he hooked me up with a free pair of blue light blocking glasses, and now it's like, I'm a wizard. I feel smarter with glasses. Who knows what it is? Um, but in all seriousness, I do think this episode will be a helpful one because it is going over some of the most common mistakes that I see as a personal trainer and nutrition coach when someone is looking to lose fat. And they're things that I have been through in the past and I see a lot of people go through. So if you can address some of these mistakes early on in your journey or wherever you're at in your journey, it's better to address them now than never. I think it'll really help you guys. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And before I forget, I haven't asked this in a very long time, but I would really appreciate it if you guys could go over to iTunes and leave me a little review over there. It would mean the world. I I kind of forget that that's a thing, but it does help the podcast grow a lot. And I would really, really appreciate it. But without further ado, enjoy today's episode. So this very first mistake is kind of like the gateway into making a million other mistakes. And so it's a huge one. It comes down to your mindset and whether you're thinking about the short term or the long term. And obviously the mistake is short term thinking. You know, if you're always thinking about, okay, what can I get done in the next 30 days? Like I want, I want to lose 10 pounds in the next 30 days, or I want to get abs in 90 days. You're always thinking in this very limited short term time frame, And that holds you back because you can you usually overestimate what you can do in the short term and underestimate what you can do in the long term. That's a quote that I heard the other day. And it actually, it makes sense when you think about it. I'm just pulling that one out of my butt. But it does make sense. You can usually accomplish more in the long term than you really think you can. And in the short term, you're usually a little over ambitious. Um, but really, when it comes down to it, if you think about, okay, if I start today, like 30 days down the road, I'm going to be concerned about like, okay, how long is this taking? Am I almost to my goal? But if you think long term, five years from now, are you really going to be concerned about how long it took to reach your goal? Or are you going to be like, oh man, those that first two years, I was just wasting my time. Even if you're moving at a nice, slow, sustainable pace, like you're not going to care about how long it took. You're going to care about mainly the fact that you did it, first of all, and the fact that you did it in a way that you can continue sustaining it in the long run. You know, so it's it's much better to think in the long term rather than just the next 30 or 90 days. And then if you if you're always thinking in that that short-term mindset, you just 
start thinking of quick fixes 24 7 and you go from one quick fix to another quick fix and you never find an actual fix it's just these temporary band-aids so the biggest mistake maybe not the absolute biggest but one of the mistakes that leads to a million other mistakes is short-term thinking now the next mistake number two this is a huge one and one that we all struggle with whether you admit it or not i i mean i guess i don't know anyone that doesn't struggle with this and if they say they don't they're probably lying to some extent but it is comparison comparing yourself to other people comparing your journey to other people's journeys but who knows maybe maybe there are those lucky people that don't have to worry at all about comparing themselves to others i i definitely don't relate to them at all because com to be completely honest i've always compared myself to the people around me and it's something that i really I don't want to say I dislike about myself, but yeah, I, I don't really like that part of myself that it, there's always this constant comparison going on in my head. And I think more people are that way than we realize. A lot of the time we think like we're weird for um, comparing ourselves to others all the time or it's like indifferent, but I think pretty much everyone struggles with it to a point. Um, like full transparency, I have always struggled with it. like in school in sports now in fitness like in business pretty much every aspect of life there's always someone to compare to and i've always compared myself to the people around me that's how i gauge like if i'm doing well in a certain aspect of life or if something needs work and so it it comes with some benefit because if you aren't considering what other people are doing around you then you're probably not holding yourself to high enough standards, I would assume. I guess it depends on the person. But just realize this isn't me saying, like, you just need to stop comparing yourself to others because I, of all people, understand that it does not work like that. But when it comes down to it, there's there's always going to be someone out there that's better than you at any given thing or has it better than you. It's... I don't know, it's kind of a hard thought. Like, yeah, you're probably not ever going to be the best at anything you do. Like, that that might sound kind of depressing. But the sooner you can accept that, the sooner you can accept that, okay, I am who I am. I have my strengths. I have my weaknesses. Other people have their strengths and their weaknesses. They just tend to show their strengths more. And, like, with social media nowadays, that's pretty much all we see is other people's strengths, the positives in their lives, and so it's so easy to see that and just be like, oh, my life sucks. Everyone else is out there having a ball and just a wonderful life. And I'm over here. I got this and this and this that I don't like about myself. Like my journey is going slower than everyone else's. You know, Jenny over there on Instagram has lost 50 pounds in the last six months. She looks fantastic in her bikini. I'm over here sitting on my couch eating Doritos. Like it's it's easy to compare yourself to others nowadays with social media, but all they show is their highlights on sh social media. All you show is your highlights on social media. Like I, I highly doubt that you're out there posting 
depressive things and showing the the bad parts of your life like that's what social media is just kind of a highlight reel and that's what sucks about it in a way but who would go on there to show all the the crappy stuff going on in their life so it, it makes sense but just realize that nowadays it's so easy to be caught up in your head and constantly comparing your journey to someone else's there's another quote. I'm I'm all over quotes today, but it was something like don't compare your chapter 1 to someone else's chapter 15 and don't compare your chapter 15 to someone else's chapter 15 because they're completely different books. Like I I'm sure I just botched that quote, but you get the idea. We're different people. We have different journeys. We're not going to all make progress in the same way and I'm kind of forgetting that this is like, this is a fat loss mistake, but it's in life in general. Don't compare yourself to the people around you. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not who someone else is today. So that is number two. Number three, that's a little more, a little more applicable to just fitness is doing way too much cardio. And you might hear that and be like, what? Like, I thought you have to do a lot of cardio to lose fat. And yeah, doing cardio can be a great tool to burn some extra calories. It can make fat loss easier in the short term. It's good for your cardiovascular health. It's good for your mental health. Cardio is great. And like, I don't want to come off as someone that is like anti-cardio because whoever's anti-cardio is there they must not know their stuff and realize how good cardio is for you like i'm anti-cardio for myself i hate doing cardio i've been doing these one mile runs once per week and i suck at cardio like it it's not even funny i i hate it but i understand how good it is for you and so i'm not saying to like don't do cardio at all like avoid cardio if your goal is fat loss because that that's just ridiculous but when people use cardio as a means to just burn as many calories as possible, to lose as much weight as possible, that is when it becomes a big issue. It becomes so easy to use cardio as a way to kind of make up for, like if you overeat on a Friday night, you go in and do cardio for two hours to make up for it. And once you start developing a mentality like that, it can turn into quite the unhealthy situation and not only that part of it but the more that you do cardio the more efficient your body gets with its calories if you start burning a ton of calories through running on the treadmill your body's going to be a little hesitant to burn more calories throughout the day because it's in this in this state where it's expending so much energy and it doesn't want to lose its precious fat storage because that's what is made to keep your body alive in times uh, when you don't have much food, when you could be starving, like your body doesn't like losing fat. And so if you start sending these signals to your body and start burning all of these calories through just doing cardio, it's gonna start down-regulating everything else your metabolism is slowly going to slow. And I don't want you to think like, oh, if you do cardio, your metabolism is going to shut down because it doesn't work like that. Like it's it's a slow process. You're not going to just start damaging your metabolism, even though you, you can't really damage your metabolism, but you can downregulate how many calories your body is willing to burn throughout the day. 
you have something called your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. You can forget the thermogenesis part, but just think about your non-exercise activity. So that's like little things that you do throughout the day, usually without even realizing it, like twiddling your thumbs, bouncing your foot on the ground. Those little things, your body is going to shut those down when you start doing a bunch of cardio and burning all these calories because it wants to conserve calories. Your body wants to be fat. It wants to feel safe and have extra food storage for when things get rough. Um, And cardio, when it comes down to it, it's good to use as a tool when you need it to burn some extra calories. And doing it in that way is is not going to make a significant difference. But if you start using it as like an everyday thing, trying to burn as many calories as possible, your body just gets more efficient at doing the actual cardio. So you slowly start burning fewer calories while you're doing cardio. And then even after your cardio, like we talked about, your body starts downregulating other things that is going to make fat loss a lot harder in the long run. So don't just focus on cardio. You want to resistance train a little bit because you want your body to have the signals that it needs to retain muscle mass. Muscle mass is what's going to keep your metabolism in a healthy spot. And so if you're always just focusing on cardio, burning calories, there's no reason for your body to hold on to muscle. So that's another way that it's going to downregulate its metabolism. So that's enough about cardio. The fourth one we have is a very, very common one that I see not only in like clients, but in myself, I used to be this way 100%. And it's restricting too much during the middle of the week, like the weekdays. And then that is leading to weekend binges. You, if you find yourself like overeating really often on the weekends, the first step is to take a look at what your weekdays look like. Because a lot of people throughout the week, they're more busy, their days are more structured. It's just easier to have a routine with eating and not overeat. You're not sitting at home like tempted by all the snacks and and you're usually maybe a little more active on the weekdays. It obviously depends on you and your lifestyle, but typically there's just more structure and it's easier to stay on track throughout the week. And that usually leads people to kind of taking advantage of that and under consuming calories because they think, okay, like I need to restrict my calories if I want to lose weight. It's easy for me to do that throughout the week, so I'm going to restrict my calories. But then once the weekend comes around, like you, you've been fine throughout the week because it's easy, you're busy, and you're not starving. But then the weekend hits, like that's when you you have some flexibility, you start having more temptations, you don't have the structure, you're not as busy, and your hunger levels have risen a whole bunch because throughout the week you've been essentially starving yourself, not not actually starving yourself, but you've restricted calories so much that you are a lot hungrier by the time the weekend comes around. And that's when it leads to really overeating on the weekend. And then the weekday rolls around again, and you just repeat the process. It's restriction throughout the week, and then binging on the weekends. And that just leads to this roller coaster of calorie intakes. And it makes it super, super challenging to actually make sustainable weight loss in the long term. So this one really comes down to you need to 
to address your weekdays. Don't a lot of people in this situation think like, okay, I need to get a handle on myself during the weekends because that's when I'm quote unquote messing up. But where they're really messing up, in my opinion, would be throughout the week. They're restricting too much, not having enough flexibility. So then they're starving coming into the weekend and they overeat. So for that one, address the weekdays, allow yourself to eat more so your hunger levels aren't so high and you aren't so tempted to eat 13 pizzas on the weekend. So that's number four. Number five is not having a structured plan. So this one, this is another one that that held me back. I think looking at these, um, all of these have actually held me back. That's probably why I felt inclined to go over these because they're ones that, yeah, I've, I've struggled with in the past, but this one is not having a structured plan. So this is, has to do with your training and your nutrition, really anything like long-term plan as far as fat loss. Like you need to have a plan, you know, the quote, fail to plan, plan to fail. It's true though. You need a plan. Like so many people that, hop on a phone call with me. I do like phone call consultations with people that are interested in my coaching and we just go over their current situation and and what they're struggling with and I help them kind of set up a game plan and troubleshoot what's going on. One of the most common things that I hear is they don't have a plan. They just go to the gym and then like they, they don't have a hard time really going to the gym, but once they're there, it's just like, okay, like I go in, I might do this machine, I might do this exercise and that, but they don't really feel confident with it because they don't know if it is a good plan. They're just kind of going in and winging it, which then that leads to inconsistency over time. If you're not super confident with what you're doing, you feel like it might just be kind of a waste of time. Like, Why would you really put all your effort into it and continue going? So you need a structured plan going into the gym It'll make you feel so much more confident with what you're doing, and you're going to see better results. It's Even if it's like a placebo effect, you're like, okay, like this is working. It's probably going to work better if that's your mindset. So having some type of plan is going to help a ton with training, and the same exact thing goes for your nutrition. You can't just eat healthy and get results. You know, like you can overeat healthy food. Like if you don't have plan with what you're eating you don't have to have a meal plan by any means like I'm actually kind of anti-meal plan because they're they're very restrictive not realistic for a lot of people so I'm not saying like go out there and build yourself a meal plan I'm saying have a plan on how you're going to gauge your progress adjust your nutrition so you want to make sure that like you're you have a plan with tracking your weight having a plan with maybe tracking calories. It's not like you absolutely have to, but if you don't, have something else in place that is actually solidified that's going to hold you more accountable to following through. And the biggest thing when it comes down to it is you need to make sure that the plan is something that you can enjoy and adhere to in the long run. You don't want to just follow some diet because freaking Jenny on Instagram, like we talked about, lost 50 pounds and she looks great in her bikini. You you don't want to follow a plan just because it worked for someone else. You are not someone else. You are you. You need a plan that you can enjoy and adhere to in the long run. 
So number six, this is the last one. And this is a big one that I, again, that I struggled with for a really long time and it made a huge difference. So the mistake is not having any form of accountability. So this isn't even a plug for my coaching. This is not like, okay, you, you don't have anyone holding you accountable. You better uh, have me as your coach. I actually don't even have openings in my client roster right now. So I wouldn't want to plug my coaching, but I'm talking about having like a friend or a family member coach anyone really to hold you accountable to following through with what you said you're going to do. Because when it comes down to it, our willpower kind of sucks sometimes if you haven't noticed like you're you don't have this 100 percent bulletproof discipline you don't always follow through with what you say you're going to do especially when things get tough and it's easy to get motivated at first you're ready to make a change and it's easy to to stay consistent for a few weeks after a few weeks your willpower starts to falter a little bit you start slipping up here and there you don't have anyone to answer to except yourself And it's a lot easier to justify things to yourself compared to if you have someone that you, they don't have to like coach you through the process and hold you accountable with everything. But even just mentioning to them what you're doing makes a huge difference. Like say you're your brother or something, you're just like, I'm, I'm sick of where I'm at. Like I'm going to get consistent going to the gym and watching my nutrition and tell him that just mention it to someone because then if you know that someone knows that's your plan and then they they see you not following through with it that's going to make you feel a little guilty you're going to feel like they're holding you accountable in some way even if they just know about what you're trying to do so go freaking post it on facebook or whatever like tell your grandma tell anyone what you're doing and that is going to help you stay accountable to what you're doing you need to stop relying on your discipline, willpower all the time because it doesn't always work. And the biggest thing when it comes down to this, that is everything, but really I don't want you to go into this and think, okay, like I need to to address all of this. I need to quit thinking short-term. I need to stop comparing myself to others. I need to quit focusing so much on cardio. I need to quit restricting myself during the weekday. I need to have a more structured plan, and I need someone to hold me accountable. That is not what I'm saying you need to do. What I would expect you to do is to pick just one of these and address that before you move on to the next one. You know, it's all about starting small baby steps one at a time, or else you're just going to overwhelm yourself, and you're probably not going to follow through with what you say. So start with one of these that stands out to you start working on it. Once you have it down and you feel confident moving on to the next, that is when you can do it. But guys, that's everything I have for you today. This was actually, this list was actually derived from my Instagram. I made this post just a few days ago. So feel free to jump over to my Instagram, shoot me a message on there. You can find more free content over there. But anyways, guys, You're awesome. I appreciate you listening. Have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you soon. I just want to say thank you again for tuning into the podcast. I really appreciate you listening. And if you have any questions or need advice on anything, shoot me a message on Instagram at Howell underscore fit. 
I'm more than happy to help troubleshoot and offer any advice on your fitness journey. Also, if you wouldn't mind taking a screenshot and putting this on your Instagram story and tagging me, that would really help the podcast grow, reaching more individuals like yourself and helping them improve themselves. Thank you again, and I will talk to you guys next time.